The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleiner. I like to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, the power of water and water life science. As I remind all of you, I'm into my 10th year. Uh, I've been doing this for that long with worldwide, with worldwide internationally syndicated the Voice of America, the message that we want for you to realize that without the power of water, there would never have been any life on the planet. As you know, and we've discussed the education, the story, the research, and the education that we have provided, and that our research center, which is the sponsor, Biologic Aqua Research Center in Oregon, Water Life Science is the only research center internationally studying the evaporation of water loss, evaporation, that's what we study, of the water of the vapor and its evaporation that started the planet Earth at the beginning, billions of years ago. Surrounding the planet Earth, there was this water vapor, and they used to call it way back in time, the blue ball. But when the Earth with its solar system and its rhythm and its movement, with the solar system and the sun and the moon and the stars and these other planets were coming around the planet Earth for billions of years, all of a sudden, a change happened to that water vapor. It began rain. It evaporated with temperature, and it began to rain. And as the billions of years came down, life came to the planet Earth with lots of patience, time, and energy. The Earth began the holistic side of what is from what was. Your life on the planet as a human is so special. Look look who you are as a person. You are special. Because when that mother gave birth and you came from a pocket of water, the mother carried the baby's breath for nine months. And when the baby was born for a lifetime, the mother, the earth, the mother planet is holistically been known by holistic scientists from all over the world for millions of years thousands of millions of years and thousands of years. How holistic this is. How unusually unique and special of a miracle. It's the water. And I have said for to all of you from the beginning of time, when I started this 10 years ago, 
the power of the water, water life science, must be the priority of your personal life, your politician's life, your leader's life, and all science and research. It has to be, or there'd be no life. Sand is a lifeless microorganism with time happening to extinction. The soil of the planet is your species of life living with the water vapor of the planet. They recycle each other. The water on the surface of the planet, that fresh water, I'm saying, that's your education, fresh water. That fresh water is recycling with the water vapor. If there's enough on the surface of the planet, human life is recycling with the water vapor because they've internally in your body, as I've been educating you, research proven, data proven, the lungs are 70 to 80% water. Why are your lungs so important with water? The liver, the skin, the blood, muscles, kidneys, bones, heart, your teeth, 8 to 10% water. The brain, 80 to 85% water. The surface of your eyes is 99% water. And it's always just but darling to me too that people have not been educated by your physicians that the surface of your eye is 99% water. Living with the recycling of the water vapor of the air like an, 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 like an electrolytic rod. We've had doctors and scientists on here said, oh, yes, the body is like a battery charging from the water in the body with the water vapor from the moment you were born. Where has research been for education and new development and new technology to better understand and for you to understand that without the water on the surface of the planet recycling with the water and vapor and your water recycling with the water vapor, what is the symptom of disease? The word evaporation we brought to focus as a research center because evaporation is happening the moment you're born. You're living with an evaporation process to severe dehydration to finally death. What are these diseases? Think about it. Have you been educated enough about drinking enough water? Have you been educated about how to breathe? Just breathe that water vapor. Breathe in through the nose, breathe out, let out through the mouth. Like the ocean tide comes in, the ocean tide goes out, electrolytically a magic. Drinking enough water. If the ocean didn't have a supplementation of water, fresh water, the ocean would not be healthy. It needs the recycling and supplementation of the water vapor and the fresh water on our planet that comes down with that rain. The food the ocean eats, the food the, the earth ha- eats, the food you eat, nutrition. It's called nutrition, your diet. Now, the ocean is dependent upon earth, but mankind has learned technology, how to invent new ideas to be healthier, learn how to breathe, learn to drink enough water, and then how to eat. How you eat is vital to 
your evaporation, your health, your diseases. Moderate exercise like the earth has that revolving. It's rhythm with the solar system. It's a rhythm. Your rhythm and your personal rhythm is vital to your personal health. What is your rhythm? And then sleeping like the earth sleeps. That's a rhythm too. Don't just put your head on the pillow and pray for a miracle. You've got to learn how to sleep for you personally. And what I just told you for you personally is very, very important for you personally. How does our plant life live on this planet with all of this mercy, holistic faith of how our everything is living? My secretary looked up and look up this. Trees and plant life, but also look up your favorite herbs and, and water. Trees and water. Anything you want to look up, anything at all, has to depend upon water. What did our politicians do to us here? Way back in time, the priority was water. at the number one infrastructure of the planet Earth and each city, each county, each state, and each country. What happened with all of this distraction? They forgot about your priorities. They're elected to present you, represent your safety, your health, and your existence to be a healthier, well person. Everything else has come first. I've just been shocked, shocked. But that's the, not, what is the priority? It has to be fresh water. I recently heard Congressman McCarthy talk on a newscast, water is a priority. Anybody who focuses on water will win elections because it is a priority. What have the United Nations and other water organizations done to make it a priority? We're in a crisis. We've got to do something about it. We're pilgrims. We need to think about it. It's serious. Because we want Earth to be here forever. A holistic face began long ago hoping we'd all think that way. Guess what? We haven't been. But we're going to change that. Now, we're going to talk about the population on the planet Earth to assist this technology. In the United States, we have 323,741,499 people. Let's just say 324 million people living here. So think about it. The world population is 7,419,634,484 people to think about it. New babies born each week, a week ago, last week, we've had, well, we'll just say babies born this year have been 47,960. 67,677 babies born. Oh, let's save those babies. Did you know that thousands of children are dying a day? And they're talking, they're not talking about that. They're talking about what other people are doing to each other around the planet other than babies dying a day without water. How many adults are dying a day without water? Let's stop and think. They're talking about in the news. I, you know, I get really, really exhausted with what the priority of these leaders think is the most important thing to discuss. But water is your priority. There's nothing more important in your infrastructure of your life of getting up every morning 
and making sure that water is a priority of our leaders and only elect them when they focus on the number one infrastructure is water on the planet Earth. Today, we have a real exciting guest, and we're going to talk about plant life. Her purpose, Christy Huenza, I know I'm pronouncing wrong, we'll find out from her, Director of Development and Marketing at Plant with Purpose Organization out of San Diego, California, in the United States. We're going to listen to our sponsor first, and we'll come back, and we're going to learn about that soil. We're going to learn about people and the life on the planet and what they've been learning. Because that plant life is the closest relationship you have to how you live, how you be well. How are the plants living? How is the soil thriving with that water vapor in the air and that fresh water? Well, listen to our sponsor from Biologic Aqua Research. Nature's tears I missed. The surface of the eyes are 99% water. Years ago, I was asked to study with ophthalmology research with eyes, the over-evaporation of what is happening to blindness, the vision impairment, that itching, that burning, the stress of the eye is exhausted to keep up with your daily life, and especially sitting at a computer. Well, listen to our Nature's Tears I Miss with tissue culture grade with tissue I'm sorry, tissue culture grade water, which is a trade secret, but just a mist. It's going to become like your toothbrush in time. You must be supplementing the water vapor of the air with just a fine mist. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature Sears Eye Mist, and we're going to be back with Christy. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now back to the program. Christy, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you. How do how do we pronounce your last name? I apologize we didn't earn that first. No problem. It's Heisinga. Heisen. Heisinga. Yes. Heisinga. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell our, uh, our listeners that you, for many, many years, have been donating, donating, contributing your life mm-hmm. to Plant with Purpose organization. But prior to that, what were you doing before you started this? 
Oh, I, I've been working in the field of international development for about 15 years now. Um, mm-hmm. I started in the U.S. working in housing development in an urban neighborhood that had high rates of immigration, and then I moved to Washington, D.C., and found myself doing mm-hmm. international human rights work for a while, and mm-hmm. and that's that's where I got the opportunity to explore just some of the bigger systemic challenges that lead people into desperate poverty. Um, so while I was there, I saw that a lot of people were coming to the city, and those were the most vulnerable people, and there was a lot of abuse that was happening in the migration from the countryside to the city all over the world. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of diving into that, yeah, I looked at what's what's going on in rural communities that's causing them to to take these desperate actions that lead them into violence. Um, and what I learned mm-hmm. is that the vast majority of the world's poor, 85% of the world's poor are rural, um, and a lot of those communities are faced with challenges of environmental degradation, kind of making poverty worse, um, where their farms just aren't producing what they used to produce. A lot of deforestation has changed the environment, and so 85% of the poor people in the world are are in a situation where they're just so closely tied to the state of the land. Um, and as the population rises, that gets even more critical. And So just mass migration from the countryside into cities. We've also seen that rates of malnourishment in the rural countryside all over the world have risen pretty sharply. Um, they're declining, but they're not declining as fast as in other parts of, of the population. Um, so, yeah, so then I worked with the United Nations Development Program briefly doing agricultural finance, um, trying to figure out how to set up systems to better strengthen farming families and access to financial services, access to farming inputs like fertilizers, pesticides. But really, the more I, I spent time understanding the problems of rural poverty, what I realized is that a lot of solutions can be local. And you have to tie environmental healing to the state of, of farming and just anti-poverty work all over the world. So I've been with Plantless Purpose now for six years. I led mm-hmm. our Africa and Asia programs for five of those years, and I've more recently moved into the part of the work where I get to talk to the United States about what's going on all over the world. So it's really exciting, mm-hmm. and, and thanks for this opportunity to be here. Well, thank you for joining us with your dedication of your heart. And uh, your heart is big, Christy. Oh, well, thank and, you. Uh, uh, God's, uh, the wisdom of life uh, is taking you now to thinking about what is happening to this planet. Yeah. And because you're so versatile now, you're going to become quite an asset to people uh, listening well, to what, you're, what you've learned. Um, I'm going to ask you now, uh, what have you learned about the United States, though, um, here? What is happening? Because I've noticed in the United States the poverty is out mm-hmm. of control in the last few years. I, I, I mean, we're all just very startled mm-hmm. at, at what happens in these rural areas, how the poverty. Mm-hmm. We were all, uh, maybe because we, we, we learn from news articles and newscasts and on, but we're learning that those trillions of dollars that have been going out for these many, many years is, is, is affecting the planet, not getting probably as much done as you probably would like. But in the United States, 
the severe poverty and people dying every day with diseases. What have you been learning here? You know, my expertise is really much more internationally, um, and I can mm-hmm. speak to that much more, more uh, with mm-hmm. a lot more facts. But I have noticed that just there's this general pattern of, of poverty around the world where a lot of the people living in rural areas are just less resourced. It's easier mm-hmm. to deal with poverty, mm-hmm. and when everybody's together in a place like a city, it's really hard to deal with poverty where you're far away from resources, far away from from a lot of the things that we are always looking at to resolve poverty. So I, I would imagine that the state of rural poverty in the United States looks quite similar to that around the world where yeah. people lack access to, access to resources. Doesn't, doesn't that startle you, Christy? Because I, I started out my life as a young person. I'm 70. I started out my life way back in time as a young person trying to help others. I came from a family who we were always trying to help others in our spare time. And then as my, in my young 20s, I was doing things. I was president of many things, founder of hospital auxiliary. I could go on and on and on what we were trying to learn to do to make a better community and bringing funding to the table with our uh, community resources uh, to help fund for cha- uh, with charitable money to assist us. What do you think has happened for example, in the United States, to for those uh, local, those cities, those communities, mm-hmm. not finding the funds or not getting the funds or prioritizing a life and disease. People are full uh, have so much disease because they're not being uh, taken care of by their leaders that are uh, elected, and the trillion money we're learning all of a sudden in this last few months that trillions of dollars. To go out the door and don't really get to the person that needs it. That is, like you said, poverty stricken, and they haven't got the energy to go out and do their own fundraising because uh, yeah. they're being caught in, in, uh, up against a wall of having to depend upon other people. Yeah. Well, actually, that's, that's a really interesting point that you make. Um, one of the things that we've seen really clearly is that especially for people who are far from those main population centers, rural communities, there's a lot of hope um, that can be found in, in rural populations. You, you rely on the land. You're so closely tied to the land. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the same here in the United States. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot, of, a lot of joy and hope that can be found in, in being a farming family. Um, mm-hmm. And we see that about 80% of the world's food is produced by farming families, and that would be mm-hmm. people who who live on the land, work the land, produce a lot of food where they see agriculture as one of the main sources of income coming in. Even here in the United States, those numbers are really, really mm-hmm. large. What we do mm-hmm. find is that the best systems um, are, are systems where there's a lot of local bringing people together to kind of be a little bit self-sustaining. That's a model that works really, really well with rural poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We've set up around the world small village savings and loan groups that provide financial services within a community where it's kind of wow. like a small credit union. Um, and mm-hmm. then that's actually been a major contributor towards environmental healing and Can kind of I bringing a community together. Yeah, we radio talk shows interrupt a lot. And the reason I do it is because when you say something, I want to grab it before I forget. When you say savings and loan, but kind of like a co-op situation. Yeah. Is that kind of like 
way back in time, we had in the United States a co-op or a yeah. group where you could co- bring in members to the co-op and the co-op is contributing financially to what the members are trying to accomplish financially. Is that what you're doing there to try to get people participating, making, giving them an opportunity to feel like they're part of something and then yeah. their savings and loans are okay. Yeah. The, yeah. the great thing about that system is a group of people can do a lot more than just one person alone. A group right. can access a larger, right. larger pools of, of resources can have a little bit more negotiating power with buyers or mm-hmm. sellers of different products and so right. can, can get better prices. But we also see that in rural communities, a lot of the the financial resources are actually quite large. Um, and wow. getting people together, someone can save because they've got money coming in right now. Someone else needs money nice. so they can access a loan. It just helps people manage their cash flow better, which allows them to invest and change. Um, right. And then the other thing is, is they're getting together in group meetings yes. and discussing ideas and networking. And, you know, one of my pet peeves, uh, I came from a world where you have meetings, even in my own family, if there was a dis- uh, something somebody disappointed in the family, we called a family meeting face-to-face to discuss it, okay? A family meeting. Uh, businesses and organizations, you don't learn anything if people don't like to be in a meeting and discuss good mm-hmm. and bad. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about the confrontation. It, it's, it's bringing things out in the open, what needs to be learned, for the education that makes things economically prosper, even in a family's behavior pattern, in, in organizations and businesses. And what you're saying is you're trying to bring these people together with your, what you're developing. Mm-hmm. So they want to listen to each other. But, and they all will listen to each other if there's a coin, and I always say the coin, because you have to do what I do. You can't, op- you can't do nothing without a coin, right? Mm-hmm. It takes money, right? Yes, in fact, one time uh, years ago, and I thought they're probably still thinking about getting rid of the copper penny. I said, oh, no, no, no. It's reminding us every copper penny counts, Christy. <laughs> that's true. Well, and that's what we yeah. see in these communities is that people, at the beginning, people say, oh, I'm so poor. I can't do anything. You need to help uh, me. Yeah. Um, and, and what we find yeah. is that through just small little incremental change, save a little bit, a little Vision. bit, a little bit, a little bit, at the end of maybe six months or a year, you look back yeah. on what you've been able to accomplish. Oh, my gosh. It's always more than what you thought was possible. Um, and that just transforms yeah. entire communities yeah. as oh, people right. start to understand that, that they can do more than they ever dreamed was possible. And, you know, we all carry each other. You know what? It's mm-hmm. like I've been married for 53 years, okay, to a fellow from Holland, okay? We always tease Christy each year. Okay, next year we're going to be 54. You think we're going to get there, you know? But it's a compromise. You've got to be flexible. You've got to work together. You can't be worried about the voice, sometimes up, sometimes down. Communities and our planet Earth have to realize that our lives on the planet are together. This is a holistic togetherness for billions of years. And look at the patience Earth had with us. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to bring up something about, you know, what this show is about. It's called The Power of Water and Water Life Science. What are you guys learning? In those communities, you can't have any development of plant life if they're not prioritizing fresh water. 
What have you been that, learning? That is actually a, a wonderful question. Um, so we're working with farming families. These are people who rely mm-hmm. on the land for a living. Mm-hmm. A lot of the communities around the world where we're choosing to place our focus are places where there's been large-scale deforestation over a, a long mm-hmm. period of time. And what mm-hmm. happens when you remove the trees, usually it's just because people need to eat. Um, so they clear another plot of land, or mm-hmm. they have a drought mm-hmm. or a flood, and they lose their crops. So they start to think about, well, what else do I have? How can I feed my family? And maybe it's timber, or they start producing charcoal. Or Slowly, we lose a lot of the, the Earth's forest cover. And, and forests are so closely tied to water. Um, oh, they are. <laughs> so we, yeah, we're working yeah. with communities where the water patterns have probably changed as the trees have left. A lot of the rain patterns change slightly, and streams that used to flow are drying up. Um, but mm-hmm. the the wonderful situation here is that this can be changed, and we can heal the land. We can mm-hmm. re- reverse a lot of those changes that happened over time and, and actually restore mm-hmm. the flow of water into communities, restore mm-hmm. the, the forests and the nutrients and the soil, and it's all really closely connected. So mm-hmm. what we find is in communities that, that don't think that there's hope, that think that, that the land just, it's not good land, it's, it's maybe bad land for farming, that, that's not true. It's not a yeah, permanent yeah. situation. Sure. So... Through slow, careful progress of replanting some of that forest, of mm-hmm. thinking strategically about how do you integrate sustainable agriculture practices to actually heal your soil and restore a whole watershed, we can see right. streams that were once dry flowing back down again. We can see communities right. accessing cleaner water, not through outside sources, not always through digging a well, but just through restoring the natural environment. Um, Mm-hmm. And, and water is so life. closely yeah. tied with life, too, that once we start to see that positive change as, as the environment is restored, families produce more food, the farms um, right. bring a lot more, and, and then they can start educating their children better. Uh, we see really you know, high rates. In Pocahontas, yeah. there was a song that I grabbed on two years ago. I've been in water research for well over 30 years, and in health and wellness for over 45 in the medical field. If the tree can tall, to grow so tall that you wouldn't want to cut it down because it would, you'd want to see how it would live to grow. Mm-hmm. What it is, is those trees, when Earth's nature began all this process from the water vapor around the solar, and around the planet Earth with the solar system, that vapor keeps you alive. That's your main reason you left the pocket of water in your mother. You entered in the air you breathe. All of a sudden, with the evaporation process, because you're not in that tunnel of water any longer, you begin to live with the planet Earth's focus on life, water vapor. It recycles with the body and all life on Earth. And as that evaporation of your body happens, the same evaporation is happening with what's happening to Earth, Earth's nature and health and wellness is evaporation, the water loss. We have to slow that down with technology, okay? The fresh water is the beginning of all beginning with that water vapor when it began to drop rain. And as it began to develop this planet, then came a soil of life. The soil is a species. 
if you let that species turn to sand, mm-hmm. you've, you've lost the microorganism of that life, and it begins to change. That's why Middle East, sand. Mexico, sand. Arizona, New Mexico, California, turning to a lot of sand. You can't let that happen. You've got to go in and go back the way Earth began, is that soil and that species of life. Water is a species. You can't turn off any spigot because the aquifers below there begin to absorb through that soil, and that soil grabs on to the water vapor, and it recycles with all life on Earth. With human life, it does begin to have disease, of course, because the organs of the body are all made up of water. Each one has a percentage of water recycling with the water vapor. So we have to realize that the infrastructure of the planet's number one purpose of life has been water vapor, fresh water, and the recycling of the human life and all life for the plant life. And plant, we're close to that plant life, this human life. The diseases of the plant are happening because it doesn't thrive in sand. It thrives in soil. And the air you breathe is also thriving with the recycling of the fresh water on the surface of the earth, not below the earth. We're going to take a moment. Don't go anywhere, Christy. And you're going to teach us more about what is happening out there, what you've been developing that is so exciting with your special place in life. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. It's the recycling of the water vapor to the surface of your eye. Like you're brushing your teeth, you're drinking water, you're breathing, you're eating the right food, I hope, and you're sleeping correctly and moderate exercise. But it's a supplement. We're in the midst of launching in China because the supplementation of the water vapor is so important for people to have a healthier eye, to slow down that evaporation of the surface of the eye with just a mist. Nature's tears, eye mist. We'll listen to our, with a, well, with tissue culture creative water, which is a trade secret, with just a mist. We'll be back with Christy in just a moment. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. 
Christy, uh, thank you for waiting. Um, Tell us about um, how are you raising your funding to be able to do this? I can imagine with all that's happened since the recession, things have not gotten better here in the United States. Uh, A lot of research centers have been folding and lots of new technology has not developed. And we could go on and on and on. How are you able to raise the funds that are necessary for you to keep up with uh, what you're developing? All of our funding, the vast majority of our funding comes from private individuals. We have Mm -hmm. um, partners and and sponsors all over the United Mm -hmm. States um, that Mm -hmm. faithfully contribute to this work. Um, luckily, mm-hmm. it's not that expensive to transform watersheds and kind of restore them to the way that, that they're meant to be. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually fairly simple, straightforward work, and so we're very able to assist a lot of people with a limited budget. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's a type of transformation that can happen in one area, and then we can move to the next watershed over, and mm-hmm. it just multiplies mm-hmm. And you so we, say you do this more out of the country than in the country. Yeah, we do. Uh, mainly because there are other resources here in the country and there's a lot more access to assistance. So we do mm-hmm. have quite a few partners who are are working mm-hmm. here in the United States as well as abroad. And a lot of the, the techniques and technologies that we use are, are easily available here in the U.S. Right. The United States is amazing. Amazing. And the charitable side of the United States for so long, so many, 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 many years, Christy has been charitably trying to help live on the planet with our family, the planet, mm-hmm. um, as you're, what you're doing and what I've been doing. Um, now, when we talk about plant life, are you able to discuss what many of the, what the, what they've been, what the agricultural crops have been out of the country? What's their major plant that they uh, economically grow? I mean, for economic reasons, what's the plant? Yeah, so our focus is to help farmers think about um, biodiversity. How can you Mm -hmm. grow a whole series of crops that complement each other and and help restore the soil nutrients and and help Mm -hmm. increase your yields as an aggregate and not just one particular crop? Um, Mm -hmm. So our farmers tend to grow quite a few different crops. I think in one measure we saw that one farm had up to 30 different crops growing. Um, so now what are anything. the crops, though? I mean, what yeah. I'm after is what kind of plant is that? What, kind yeah. of, uh, what is the crop? So a, a typical farm would include a lot of different things. There'd be um, a small garden kind of at the base level that would have leafy green vegetables, spinach, kale, things mm-hmm. like that. A little bit higher, mm-hmm. you'd see beans, um, mm-hmm. In different leguminous crops, you'd also see corn or bananas, maybe coffee integrated into a farm. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. going taller, you'll start to see some of the tree crops. So we do a lot with fruit mm-hmm. trees. Um, mm-hmm. There are a bunch of different native species that fix nitrogen mm-hmm. back into the soil, and so we encourage right. people to grow those. Um, a lot of times there are grasses and shrubs that are great animal fodder. So provide food not just for the family, but also for livestock. Um, Right. And then the livestock, in turn, um, their waste is a wonderful fertilizer. And so the whole system restores the natural environment that existed previously um, that can sustain life not only for today, but for long periods to come. Um, So generally a lot of different crops. Uh Yeah. Right. 
And the other thing is we've had our, the largest organic uh, farmers in this country on the show. The, the soil draws moisture to the water vapor of the air, vice versa. They recycle each other. What you plant on that soil works with the recycling to draw the moisture to the air back and recycle. So the taller the tree, the more water vapor can communicate with life to the, down the trunk, into the roots, into the fertile soil so that the soil can stay alive because the soil cannot die. It has to stay alive. And it only can do that with water, fresh water, and with the water vapor recycling and whatever life, plant life you have around it, human life is the, I would probably almost say so far back in time, the nature of why they came up with holistic because of the nature of human life wanting to be a visionary and alive and coming up with new ideas in the future long term of how do we, how do we protect the life of the water, the life of the soil, the life of the air, and the life of fighting disease, because even Earth has a disease. If it doesn't have enough water, if water vapor healthy in the air, water vapor in the soil, and that's why soil. And I had somebody tell me something the other day, and I was preparing it for you here today. I had not thought about it yet. Uh, The worm, way Mm -hmm. back in time, worms keep that soil very fertile. But if the worm can't survive that area of the, of, the, of the continent or that area of that village or whatever, it will begin to die. And the most frightening happening around our planet are those who could not bring back the soil yet. They're not going to be there forever. You cannot exist on sand forever. So what you're doing with plants and getting people to, from their heart with vision, to be able to, with technology, learn how to protect that soil, protect the fresh water, and they'll be healthier people. You probably have noticed that, too, that people became healthier in those poverty areas. People talk about that all the time. Um, we highly promote organic technologies and techniques. Um, right. And we see that exactly what you're saying, that the, the soil needs to be treated like a living organism. It, it contains a organism. lot of different right. components, that many of which are alive. There's lots of, of things that go into a soil. And so protecting the soil is the key to transforming rural areas to... To provide, yeah, a better environment for anything as simple as a worm or small, helpful bugs to the life of people. Um, and that they're very closely tied together. We've seen, um, we've heard a lot of reports from families that say now that they're applying organic principles and, and using organic agriculture practices that they feel mm-hmm. healthier. Um, mm-hmm. And we've, we've seen a lot of change in nutrition, that people are eating a more diverse, balanced right. diet because the right. things that help the soil are, are pretty much the same things that help a family eat. Um, exactly. The diversity of, of crops and the diversity in, in your diet are so close. You know, that's something. In our society, I don't know how old you are, but through the many, many, many years, we have come so far. Even I'm in the medical field with the first holistic product on the planet that's been sold inside of a drugstore department in front of the pharmacy department and hospitals and doctors and so on and so on with 100% 
water. People understanding that water is a place in our lives that we never thought about Mm -hmm. to replenish our lives because of living with that water vapor and the priority of water and the life of soil, the life of, of living. It's so vital around five things. The earth has to breathe. We have to learn to, to breathe that moisture in the air. Number two, we need to drink water. The earth has to have fresh water to drink. It can't all go to the ocean. Number three, what we eat, what the earth is surviving with its nutrition. The moderate movement of earth living with the solar system is very important to the algorithm behavior of earth's cycle. The last one is earth goes to sleep. We need to rest and not rush everything. So when we're living with other countries and other on the planet or the family of the planet, water as a number one focus can bring everybody together. Because if it turns to sand, you have a problem. Now, uh, recently I heard your congressman there in California, um, Kevin McCarthy, say, water is so important. Out of the clear blue sky with one of these, water should be all the focus of everything. Well, look what's happening to California, Christy. Mm-hmm. It's turning to sand. When you drive down the freeway and you look at those agricultural farms, it's turning to sand. That's not the nature of earth. And that doesn't help the water vapor or the air. There'll be more disease, mm-hmm. not just with the crops and with the soil and the air, but the people themselves. Our human life reflects the health of our planet. And look at diseases out of control all over the world. And if it's it, it just one person has something, a bacteria or a problem, of a symptom and a disease, it just floats because the air becomes contaminated with that float. We affect each other. So what you're doing with thinking about the plant life in these countries is going into these countries, teaching them what the Americans have known about agriculture, their economy, their health, their vision. I had somebody recently say, Sharon, what do you think is the most important thing for a person to have confidence? Christy, it's vision. But you've got to be healthy to have a vision mm-hmm. because if people are trying to bully you or make you feel like you can't do it, you can't do it, and, oh, or I'll do it for you, that doesn't work. They have to, like you did, you're doing. And I've had people on the show. They'll go into these communities around the world, and they'll show women how to develop a business, to develop a business together as a group of women and develop water sources as a woman in business. These communities get a business economic planning to be able to use that coin to pay for things as they go, become more visionary with each other, and work with each other flexibly with a confidence that you can do it. You can do it. There's no such thing as you can't do it. It's been going on from the earth as the example of what it's been doing. But plants, when people are learning to plant, do you have any garden or do you have any little planters that you put a little garden into? Do you do that, Christy? We do do that. One of the things that, that well, at home I do that all the time, but one of the things uh-huh. that we teach families is, is how to think about small spaces and, and maximize right. those small spaces. So sometimes right. that could be yeah, thinking about gardening by hanging things or right. 
maybe using a large sack um, and, and planting vertically and not just horizontally. Right, um, right. And then you get the person has at their disposal some fun ways to think about the planet. And uh, it's amazing how that algorithm so many thousands yeah. of years ago developed into a rhythm of vision. And yeah. the vision became to the person, I can do it. I know I can learn. I'm not going to be disappointed at the obstacles. I'm going to learn. And that's what you're doing for our planet, Christy, you and your team. Yeah, yeah one of the you things are that you special. said, um, I think is just really important to, to kind of drive in a little bit further in that a lot of people that we talk to think of environmental restoration as, as something that we should do that's good, but it's maybe not as high a priority as something else. And and what I've, I've realized in those conversations is that I think that a lot of people disconnect the state of the land and the soil and water and trees with with people. Um, right. And so I, I hear a lot of people say, why, why should I care about trees? I need to care about people. And, and what I just want to drive home again is that by caring about trees and caring about water and caring about land, we're actually caring about people because people can those are the that. things that we use to, to rely on. Right. Yeah. Because people, the disease of the human being, is because of the relationship with, with what you just said. People, have, from the moment they were born, that evaporation of body water began from, from inside the body through the skin to be recycled with the water vapor. Life to release stress. Life to replenish. Yeah. You, were, you are right. You hit it right on. That's what our world focus and our technology is. When we first got our first patent worldwide and the evaporation of dry eye causing the future of vision impairment to blindness and causing stress and more, that came the first evaluation of credibility to be respected, evaporation. People are living on the planet with the planet. They're going to be affected. But the exciting part is what you're doing as a human species, as a human organism, personally in your team and others around the world, as they're, they're proving without a doubt that human life was brought here to develop new vision, ideas, new technology. And yes, they should be making some money because that continues until it doesn't diminish and they run out of money. Mm-hmm. Because without the coin, you can't do it. It'll go away, like what happened in the last few years. So many wonderful, wonderful organizations were gone. They're not even hardly out there. You don't even hear from them because they didn't have any money. Research centers coming up with latest disease, breaking barriers and disease diminished without the coin. But what you got now? What are some of the? You said they're growing uh, different. Uh, are they growing kale over there? Yeah, they grow kale, a lot of kale. Kale, as you know, in the United States is becoming a... Have you ever gone to the grocery store and noticed how fast kale goes? And they're got in big bags now. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's become the popular, the popular food lately. And even around the planet then, huh? I hadn't heard about it out of the country yet. No, it's, it's huge, especially in Africa. People eat it daily. Wow. Wow. Which is great. Yeah. Oh, yes. So you did you know I'm involved in in the medical field, but in our ophthalmology and what we do with our ophthalmologist surgeons, they're very big, Christy, into what you eat for your eyesight. Hmm. Life is, we've changed uh, a lot of kale, a lot of of, of broccoli, uh, uh, lots of carrots and vegetables and fresh fruit and and 
not even hardly mentioning, get your protein and your nutrients and all of your substances from your plant life. That's what they're saying. Yeah. And you may have to eat more commonly, differently, but my gosh, the energy that people have. And can you imagine those countries that you're going to, if they depended upon more plant life for their health, the, the diseases would begin to eventually diminish. Yeah. And then it could be found more proactively quicker. But we don't have too much time, so I'm sure you'd like to do some final uh, descriptions that I have missed out asking you about. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, I guess just the last thing that I would want to say is that that this works. We've seen um, that by transforming the lands and reversing deforestation, thinking about how do we build watersheds where the water continues to flow and and lives are transformed. We've seen over the past few years that of the places where we're working, now 70% of people are are living above the poverty line, and that's twice as many as neighboring communities. So, yeah, I just... Restoring the environment really does transform lives, and it reverses Mm -hmm. poverty, and it it helps entire communities understand hope again. Um, But the children... You know, the children of our planet should be a priority. Adults? Absolutely. Yeah. But when the child is born, the child is hungry. It's visionary. And what goes on around the child, it'll ne- it'll, if it's always visionary, the child will grow into an unbelievable addition to the planet to make things better. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so any work we do today to improve the state of farmland and the state of of watersheds and rural areas all over the world, that will be there tomorrow. Um, It's not Mm -hmm. something that you pour money into today and it's gone tomorrow. It's something that continues to grow and deepen and develop with time. Now, how do people find your organization? Do you have a website? Yes, we do. It's Mm -hmm. plantwithpurpose.org. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you're located in San Diego. And by the way, I've got to tell you, I've had the president of your San Diego Water Resources on our show. I saw him oh. on 60 Minutes, and and I got a hold. We got a, my program person got a hold of their people there in San Diego, and we had him on the show, and uh, for an hour. And you're recycling now water, like like um, Singapore's recycling. Yeah, I believe so. San Diego is a, a very interesting place to talk about water. We're a desert yes. next to an ocean, so right, right. Recycling we think about the water. And I mentioned to him, I said, "Now, what about Disneyland? Are they doing?" It? He said, "Oh, yes, Disneyland's recycling too." <laughs> well, that's good to know. Our neighbor yeah. to the north. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, and I tell everybody on your team, uh, bless you all. Your hearts are big. And it's definitely been a wisdom handed to you. And don't ever give up this work. And those beautiful children out there need you badly. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Yeah, and thanks for taking the time to talk with us. It's nice to talk with you. And you be well, Christy. Okay, thank you. And you too. Bye. Have a nice day. Bye. Wow. Did we enjoy that now? Going into the world, living with our planet Earth family, and that's what we are under the wing of the solar system. It's a family. And, but water is the priority without the water. And you heard Christie say that the water has to grow the crops, keep the soil fertile. And as I have been learning uh, the other day, one of my team players said, 
well, you know the worm. And I said, what did you learn about the worm? I had not thought without healthy worms, there will be no healthy soil. You can't have sand. You've got to do everything you can, California, the Middle East, Mexico, other countries of the world, to bring it back to the soil. It is vital to the planet Earth's health. It's vital to the diseases and the health of the people living and the plant life living where you're located, where you choose to live. It has to be brought back, and it can be done with fresh water and new technology. And I have a lot of um, confidence in the new children in that millennium to come. I think they're going to be our visionaries. They're going to put everything above themselves first. They're going to put the planet first. Water will be the infrastructure of the next millennium. I want to thank you for listening today. It was a very special show with Christy and what they're doing. Earth embraces us. Embrace your life. But embrace somebody else's like Christy and many of our, all of our guests have been doing. The earth does whisper. Don't say goodbye because that means you might think you're leaving nothing. Oh, no. You're leaving something very special behind, I hope, for, your, for everybody to have from you. From you. For all the children of the world to know that you cared about eternity. I want to thank you for listening and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour. Health, environment, and the power of water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.